Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi there. My name is Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. And you and I together today are going to make something called a brown sugar peach cake. Because I happen to have some peaches that I bought fresh out of a farm stand last summer that have been sliced and frozen and in my freezer for long enough now that it's time I make something out of them. So that's what we're doing today. And I'm going to break a rule. Well, it's more of a guideline, really about testing a recipe before I make it with you. And we're just gonna make it from scratch and no know-how and see what happens. The cake itself looks really easy and then the brown sugar frosting looks a little more complicated, but it won't be terrible, hopefully. Here are the things that you need. You need a box of yellow cake mix. You need about a pound of frozen or fresh peaches. You could go ahead and just get frozen peaches at your grocery store. You need two three ounce packages of peach jello. I know, it sounds bizarre. Actually, I was lucky enough to be able to find one six ounce package of peach jello at my store. You need four eggs, a cup of vegetable oil, and a teaspoon of vanilla extract. For the frosting, you're gonna need brown sugar, heavy cream, which I always take to mean whipping cream, butter, vanilla, salt, and if you want to speed up the frosting setting, we're going to do an ice bath, or we may not. I don't know if I'm in that big of a hurry, but we'll see. The equipment that you need, you need a bowl. You need a, you could use a mixer for this. I'm going to try it just by hand in a big bowl with a whisk. I don't think you need much of anything else. You need a, let's see what size pan, nine by 13 inch pan. And you're going to either grease that with butter or spray it with nonstick cooking spray. So I'm going to take care of that right now and then we'll go on to the next step. Greasing the pan and turning your oven on to preheat to 350 degrees are the only two do-aheads. So now here we go. You open the box of cake mix and I'm just using a store brand. I didn't spend a lot of money on it because we're not baking it up all by itself. We're going to mess with it. So I figure store brand is just fine. You dump that into the bowl that you're going to mix things in. So it should be either a large bowl or the bowl that goes with your stand mixer. The second ingredient is the jello. 
six ounces of peach jello going in with the cake mix. Honestly, it's so odd. Okay, the next thing is four eggs. I'm telling you what I'm not doing, which is that it's always easier if you get all your ingredients out onto the counter before you start. I didn't do that. That was bad. It's better. It's so much easier if you do, especially when you're doing a podcast and you don't want people to have to wait for you while you get your eggs out. Eggs going in. One. Ooh, this turns the jello all orange. <laughs> Two. Three. Oh, it's so pretty. I wish you could see this. The yellowish, orangish of the eggs. Well, you are seeing it, right? You're doing this with me. Four eggs. And then we add a cup of vegetable oil. Dropping the red wine vinegar on the floor in the process. Because that makes everything taste better. And the last thing is a teaspoon of vanilla extract. All right. And I'm just going to mix this up. And you're going to mix up yours on your end. Because I really hope you're making this along with me, getting my whisk out. And here we go. And it says to mix it until just incorporated. So that's why I opted not to use the stand mixer. It just seemed like a lot of fuss for something that I'm not going to mix for more than a couple of minutes. So I'm using the whisk. Wow, well, it's pretty, I'll say that. I got some oranges and some reds and some yellows, all that jello food coloring. I'm not going to think about that. Moving on. Okay, so it's mostly incorporated. I've still got some lumps, but since it says until just incorporated, I'm not going to work too hard on these lumps because I think it'll overmix it. And then you fold in the peaches. So your fresh sliced and or frozen peaches all just go in the mix. And we fold them in with a spoon. And throw some of the peaches on the floor because that's what we do. Go back to the frozen package and get a few more peaches. Okay. I'm a very, uh, I'm not a very neat cook. I, I really, I, uh, I'm not embarrassed to say that, I guess, maybe. Because the end result is what matters to me. And making a mess on the way means I'm having fun and pay for it later with having to clean everything up. But that's, you know, I'd rather do that than be so meticulous that it becomes scientific and studious and a lot of cooks do that. I am not one of them. Okay, cleaned off my, what you call it, my whisk. And I am folding in the peaches. This is really kind of cool. And then this whole thing goes into the greased baking dish which then goes into the 350-degree oven. I mean, we're done with the cake already. Goes into the 350-degree oven for 40 or 45 minutes. We'll start at 40 and see how it is. And the tip to knowing when it's done is that a toothpick inserted in the center will come out clean. So that's all for now. Put your pan in the oven, set your timer for 40 minutes. If you need more time, add it. And then when you can insert a toothpick and it comes out clean, come back to me and we'll make the frosting together. Actually, you know what? Don't go away. Because I think we'll make the frosting 
which might take a little while, while the cake is cooking. So let's just keep going. For this part, you're gonna need two cups of brown sugar, two thirds of a cup heavy cream, a half a cup, which is in most cases one stick of unsalted butter if you have it. Oh, here's another do ahead. See, this is why I test the recipes ahead of time. It's supposed to be at room temperature. So I'm getting it out and I'm gonna have to use my microwave gently to warm it up and soften it a little bit. And then you need a teaspoon of vanilla extract and a quarter of a teaspoon of salt if you're using unsalted butter. And if you're using salted butter, which is what I'll be doing, I think we'll just wanna taste it. It might, instead of need a, needing a quarter, it might just need an eighth of a teaspoon. And it says it's optional. So we'll decide that, I guess, once we taste it. This recipe, by the way, comes from, I, I found it on 12 Tomatoes, and it is adapted from the Food Charlatan. And the credit on it says Decatur McPherson. I don't know if he came up with the recipe or if he found it, or he just the person who listed it, but I'm giving his name in case Decatur, you're out there listening. Thank you for the recipe. For this, I'm gonna measure my ingredients out ahead of time. We're gonna cook it all in a pan together, except for the vanilla, but still, I don't wanna be measuring it as the pan is heating up. So again, two cups of brown sugar, two thirds of a cup heavy cream, a half a cup of butter, and then I will add the rest later, but you should have it ready, which is a teaspoon of vanilla extract, and if you want, a little salt ready to go. So here we go. In a heavy saucepan, a large saucepan, you wanna put in the brown sugar. And we didn't talk about packing it, but brown sugar, when it says brown sugar, it almost always means pack it. You're putting in the brown sugar and the cream and the butter. It's all going into the saucepan and we're gonna just cook it and stir it. We're gonna bring it to a boil. And then once it boils, we're gonna cook it for one minute and then we'll add the vanilla and the salt. It's that easy. So right now, I guess they wanted the uh, butter at room temperature so it didn't take too long to melt maybe. Since we're melting it anyway, seems like maybe you could get by if it was still cold. And I've said this in other podcasts, it's a pain in the honey, but if, if you're gonna cook with either butter or eggs, they always work best if they're at room temperature, which means you have to plan ahead, which also means that I don't often have them at room temperature when I start because most of my cooking inspiration is spontaneous. I'm doing something else and I suddenly think, such and such sounds really good right now. And wouldn't it be lovely to have that for dinner or for dessert or whatever? And then I go cook. And so that means nothing's been prepped ahead in terms of bringing things to room temperature. I'm just telling you this as a rule of thumb, it's a should. You can treat it however you treat your shoulds that your butter and your eggs should be at room temperature before you start to cook. Here I am stirring the pot and I forgot to turn it on. No wonder it's not melting. It's all coming together, but the butter's not melting. So now I've turned it on. <laughs> yeah, it, and we're gonna cook it over medium high heat. Medium high, so like seven or eight if you have 10 settings and bring it to a boil. It's interesting how well it came together before I even turned on the heat. I'm stirring, you're stirring, we're both stirring. It looks kind of caramely. The butter is in pieces because it's not doing anything spectacular yet. I'm really intrigued with this recipe. The jello just seems so, so bizarre, but as is pointed out on the 12 Tomatoes website where I found this, 
If you didn't add that, you'd just be making a yellow cake with chunks of peaches in it. But by adding the jello, we've changed the flavor of the yellow cake mix so that the cake mix is actually peach flavor. It makes me wonder if we could do that with other flavors, like take a yellow cake mix and make strawberry cake or heck, raspberry cake or whatever flavored jello they've got and then put those fruits in replacing the peaches. And maybe at some point I'm gonna try that now that I have this idea given to me about how to flavor a yellow cake mix with fruit. My butter's almost melted. We're a long way from boiling though. The reason we've started the frosting now while the cake is still in the oven is because it's gonna cool. It's gonna have to be cool before we can do anything with it. Now granted, the cake should be completely cool before we add the frosting, but the frosting itself not only has to cool, which is what the ice bath is for, if we're feeling impatient, but it also then gets beaten into a something fluffier. So that's where if you have a stand mixer or a electric hand mixer, that's gonna come in pretty handy for the rest of the frosting. But because the frosting itself takes a little while to both cool and be prepared, that's why we're not waiting until the cake is done. I don't know how long it'll take the cake to cool, but I don't really wanna mess with an ice bath if I don't have to. An ice bath, if you decided you wanna do it, would simply involve a container of ice water that's bigger than the pan you're cooking the frosting in. And when you're done cooking the frosting, you put the pot you've been making the frosting in into the ice bath and you stir the frosting as it cools, being really careful not to get water into the frosting. I am gonna not do that until and unless I get desperate enough to need the frosting faster. I'm just gonna let it cool at room temperature for a bit. If you wanna use the ice bath, you'll wanna get that prepared maybe before this comes to a boil, which mine looks like it'll do fairly soon now. The butter's all melted, brown sugar, cream, and butter, really. How can that go wrong? Even if it doesn't whip up right, it's got tasty stuff in it. Come on, baby, let's boil. Oh, here it goes. A little simmering action going on. I'm gonna wait till it actually is boiling, which means big bubbles, not little bubbles. Sort of frantic bubbling is a full boil. All right, there it goes. Now I'm setting a timer for one minute. Just stirring it while it boils for one minute. Then we're gonna remove it from the heat and we're gonna stir in the vanilla, which is a teaspoon. And I am gonna do a little salt because I like salt. The butter was salted, but I don't think it's gonna have a whole quarter teaspoon in there. So I'm gonna add an eighth of a teaspoon of salt along with the vanilla and then set this aside to cool. Oh, it looks like I'm making candy. It really does. This is what candy looks like. If you haven't made candy with me, this is what candy looks like. And you stir it and you stir it and you stir it. <laughs> it takes a lot longer. In fact, what we have in here uh, would make caramels. Oh, there is the timer. So off it comes, turn off the heat, add the teaspoon of vanilla, and an eighth of a teaspoon of salt. Stir it in and walk away. Walk away, walk away. Now we have to let it cool. Again, if you're using your ice bath, yours may be ready before mine. So whenever yours is ready, you can come back to me, but we're just looking for it to, let's see what it says. Mixture cools and thickens. That's what you want it to do. However, you're gonna do that. 
So come back to me when you have cool and thick brown sugar mix. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. My cake is out of the oven. Hopefully yours is too. I found that it was a little tricky to know when it was done because the jello, I think, hadn't set. <laughs> I don't really know what happened, but I ended up cooking it for 50 minutes because there was a big sort of ballooned part in the middle at both 40 and 45. Actually, at 40, the cake was kind of sloshy. At 45, I still had this sort of a balloon in the middle. And then at 50, I just decided to take it out no matter what, because I was afraid I was overcooking it. You may have experienced the same thing. I just, I'm assuming that that's what happens when you add liquid to the jello. So I'm not gonna worry too much about it. I did not use an ice bath to cool my frosting. I put it into a mixing bowl and hopefully that will help it cool. So I've taken it out of its original pan. I can't frost the cake until it's cooled down, but I think I'm gonna go ahead and mess with the frosting. So if you wanna put it in a mixer or if you wanna get out your hand mixer, we could try this together and see what happens. The instructions say, once cooled, beat frosting for four to five minutes or until thickened, but still fluffy and airy. So that implies that it's going to fluff up, and then if we beat it too long, it's going to fluff down. So uh, I'm just going to... Mine's still a teeny bit warm. I'm going to try it anyway and see what happens. Here's my squeaky mixer again. Mm. 
I'm going to let this run and I'll come back to you in four or five minutes. Uh, I imagine you have your own to watch, so come back in a few. This is a check-in. I have been beating my frosting for several minutes and it doesn't seem to be changing. Now, it wasn't completely cool. It certainly wasn't cold, which it would have been if I'd done it in an ice bath. So I stopped beating it and have placed it in my refrigerator. If you're having the same problem, which is essentially that the mixture that you're beating doesn't seem to change consistency at all or characteristics in any way, you might try the same thing. I'm gonna leave it in my fridge for about 10 minutes maybe, and then I will uh, bring it back out and beat it some more and see if it works better. now taking the frosting bowl out of the fridge and it's a whole different a whole different creature than what I put in there so I'm gonna put it back on my beater and try it once again it's actually chilled now so let's see if this does I'm taking it to a pretty high speed yeah this is better now it's doing what it's supposed to do all right, so that's the rule. It it's not just cooled, it's cool. It has to be actually chilled for this to work. All right, now it doesn't take very long at all. I'm stopping to scrape down the part that had stuck to the edges before I took it off. Now I'm gonna go ahead and finish beating it. And then I'm gonna, while it's going, I'm checking the cake. Oh, it's not completely cool, but I think it's close enough. It's just a little tiny bit warmer than my hands. My frosting is done now. It's, um, it's fluffy, but it's still very, very soft. So I know it's not going to be something that sets on the cake into something that's firm. There's nothing in it to make it do that, really. So I'm cleaning off the beater, and my cake... I am deciding not to wait any longer. I probably would be smarter to wait until it's like cool to the touch. It isn't, it's just barely warm to the touch, but I am gonna go ahead and put this frosting on just so that I can see what it looks like. It's, like I said, very soft, very gooey, goopy kind of frosting. And uh, I don't imagine it'll change once I put it on the cake. So it's probably that way when we serve it as well. I'm scooping all this off. I don't want to waste any of this frosting. It looks really yummy and I don't want to uh, leave any behind that I can rescue. All right, that's close enough, I guess. We'll set that aside in case I want to lick it later. Okay, and here we go. I'm gonna dump this now onto the cake. Oh yeah, it's so goopy. I think it's a that's a good thing. I think that's what it's actually supposed to do. If they wanted it to be stiffer, they would have had us add confectioner's sugar. I was afraid this wasn't going to be enough frosting, but it's actually quite a lot for the size of the cake. Maybe more than it really needs. So I'm just spreading it to the corners now, and it looks like it's going to be about maybe a quarter of an inch thick all the way down. At least that. It's pretty. And we're essentially done. As soon as your cake is frosted, it's ready to be eaten. Just cut it in the squares of the size that you want to serve, and you're done. 
and I would love to hear from you how this cake turns out and see if it came out that looking at all and tasting at all like mine. You can let me know your responses or thoughts or ideas or suggestions. Also look to find other recipes you'd like to try with me on the website for the Cook Along Podcast, which is thecookalongpodcast.com. And you'll find there all the do-aheads for these recipes so that you can have your ingredients not only purchased, but ready to go in, measured and sitting on your counter, and suggestions for future recipes. So without further ado, till next time, happy cooking! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Kofi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.